With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hey, gang, Saturday, July 27th, we are back at the People's Improv Theater doing a live episode that will be recorded on Cliffhanger, the Sylvester Stallone actioneer. You'll actually finally be able to see me exhale because I've been waiting to do this forever. <laughs> that movie fucking sucks. Get ready for choppers and rock climbing and John Lithgow. Oh, man, he's acting all over that movie. He acts a blue streak <laughs> in that movie. You gotta, anyone look up the cover of John Lithgow's, I guess, newly released book about, like, the theatre. It's like, really? It's some serious shit. Like, he's taking himself even more seriously on the cover of that book. He's a fantastic actor, though. He gets to do that. He does. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> he knows exactly what he's doing. You can head over to the pit dash nyc.com for tickets saturday july 27th hello i'm andrew jupin steven sadek and just in case and we hate movies program thank you for tuning in as always our summer blockbuster extravaganza rolls on once again and we are joined by our good buddy justin case from the private cabin collective and the blog recap this which we'll get to your your plugs at the end of the program how you doing buddy fantastic hot as hell uh yeah no it is hot as hell what an appropriate uh, day to be talking about a movie like volcano from 1997 and by the way if you saw you know we're doing a natural disaster movie we have to bring in our natural disaster expert here I am, the natural disaster, the force of nature. <laughs> You're like uh, Earthquake from the WWF. I'm exactly like Earthquake from WWF in every way possible. Except you're in much better shape than oh Earthquake my God, was. Thank you. I said was because I'm just assuming he's dead, huh? I think he's laughing up a blue streak just alive and well somewhere. Really? Like eating a gator right now. I imagine <laughs> that he's eating an alligator? <laughs> he's eating an alligator. Live or cooked? Oh, no, a live alligator. It's tail first. I told you to stay out of my yard. <laughs> what the best part about it is that he's a professional wrestler, so he's devoted his life to putting on shows and getting paid for theatrics. Sure. <laughs> and he's eating an alligator, but you don't imply that anybody's watching. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> He's no, no. just eating it no. for sport. Just eating it. <laughs> maybe not even for sport. Just maybe to teach him a lesson. <laughs> I'm going to eat you piece by piece so you learn your lesson. Stop looking at me cross, Gator. I'll eat your tail. Uh, Volcano, uh, 1997, like I said, directed by a fellow named Mick Jackson. That's yeah, a great Every name. time I think it's Mick Jackson. <laughs> I want to direct that movie, <laughs> Volcano. 
That's my shitty Mick Jagger coming back to the program. He tricked the bodyguard. I saw it was like the only thing that, and, and he was on. Yeah, he, yeah, he did okay. direct the bodyguard. Okay. Uh, some other stuff, nothing crazy. He directed the pilot of Numbers, and I was like, oh, he produced Numbers. And I looked at it, like, nope, he just directed that nope, pilot. He's a hired gun. Yeah. yeah, no, he's one of those like I'm just gonna do a whole bunch of TV. He's got a lot of TV credits under his belt. That Mick Jackson, Mick Jagger, not as many TV credits. He's a British man. That's <laughs> all I got. He's a British man. He's a British man. Mick Jackson or Mick Jagger? Mick, both. Well, obviously Mick Jagger. Yeah, he's British. Mick he, Jackson. Yeah, and he's he, he's throwing stones at the United States at our race problems. What? Oh, yeah, in the movie. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, I mean, that's what it is. It's a message. This is a secret message movie. There's, I'm not going to ruin, but this sure movie, is. this has the most cringeworthy, oh. one of the last two or three lines of the, of the film, and I'm just, you can't get there yes. quite yet, but it is, it, it is the LA, the post LA riot era written by a 10 year old. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. That's as yeah. much insight as they have. And can I say one thing very quickly? Cause yes. it, it doesn't work out, but there's one part where John Corbett says, I, well, he's up in his, he's got a, a high rise. He's literally up in his tower. His yes. tower. And I thought that he said, you know, $3 million, three years, but the war is over. And oh. I thought I've made a note that I subsequently had to very sadly delete <laughs> John Corbett, riot profiteer. <laughs> Because I spent 20 minutes being like, oh, my God, the idea was that because it's it's a big high rise in a bad neighborhood. Yeah. And I thought that the idea was John Corbett profiteering from the fallout of the L.A. riots. And we were just so excited. I was like, I was like running around excited. And I went back to fact check. And he says um, he doesn't say the war is open. He says the doors are open. Uh, Damn. I was like. Oh gosh, damn it! Well, I got so disappointed. <laughs> this movie kind of begins like a one day in L.A. and you see all these people. Kind it's of, L.A. story. It is L.A. story. LA story yeah. And it's which it's, this dude directed. Hey, hey! He knows his people on roller skates. <laughs> he loves L.A. Oh my <laughs> lord in heaven! But it starts out with all these different little little like uh, couplets of people, you know, talking, and you're like, oh, we're, all, we're gonna watch all these people go through disaster, but. The middle of this movie is just Tommy Lee Jones pull, pulling his jeans up, you know, like like the middle like hour and thirty minutes, and then the people come back at the end just a little bit. He's pulling his jeans up. He's making sure his flannel shirt stays tucked in. I mean, this is him. Now I want to get where exactly this fell in the career because I feel like this is after a big mistake of his. It's probably after U.S. Marshals. Which I uh, unfortunately like to a degree. That's like the sequel, but not sequel to The Fugitive? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, no, yeah, it is. This is him after playing Two-Face. Oh, Two yeah. years oh. before this movie is Batman Forever. So you got that big fucking stinker on you. You but just he- got to do this, and that's it's... An action movie in like the lowest sense of the word. It's kind of a horror movie too, because there's just so much grim death going there's on. There's so much grim death. I, for the most part, this is a round number, but fairly accurate, because I was going to, I was counting and I counted and I, every 20 minutes, on average, somebody is boiled. <laughs> 
not burnt, does not killed, not set aflame, but boiled like a crab. I think that was one of the things that they put on the poster was now with 40% more human boiling than Dante's Peak. Oh, you think that old lady pushing that boat's bad? Watch fucking John Carroll Lynch. <laughs> That's my favorite movie, Death in History, quite possibly. It's, it's top five. John Carroll Lynch melting in lava. Oh, it's so good. And also, for the record, went back, I fact-checked everything. He does, it's not a thumb, but there is a single figu- yeah. finger like Terminator 2. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why somebody didn't use that cut. Because it's not a thumb, it's almost a thumb, but then you can tell it's a pointer <laughs> finger. And it looks like he's just kind of pointing. It's almost like a like a we're number one. And like fucking Babe Ruth. As he's what going he down, doing? he's got one less. He's got a distinct he's chanting finger USA in the air. as his lava fills his lungs. That's top five movie deaths of all time. Oh, yeah, easy. We'll, and we'll get there. We'll, we'll, we'll roll there. I love it so much. I just want to talk about <laughs> I can spend 90 minutes talking about how good that is. Breaking it down every <laughs> single thing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean. It starts out with your your typical disaster movie. We're gonna have a crawl about. Hey, this is Los Angeles. It's a big city. You know what I mean? Like, popul- Do we have a population count at the beginning of this movie? No, it's not a population count. But there's a like uh, uh, something about like you know the city of Los Angeles. It's on a <laughs> fault line that no one could care about. You oh, know, yeah. that's what they fill you with. And then it's like volcano. By the way, everybody, if you don't remember this movie, this is the movie where the volcano erupts in Los Angeles. <laughs> That's all that happens in this movie. Yep. People dodge it and duck it left did, and right. Did you ever do Vampire in Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did so that. So it's kind of the same. Like, just take two completely different... Volcano <laughs> in Los Angeles? <laughs> it's, just, it's just this amount of likelihood is an actual <laughs> vampire in Brooklyn. I would a Costello meet the volcano? Yeah. <laughs> it's... Just a, pterodact- a pterodactyl in Torrance. It's the same fucking likelihood. I would love. Who stars in a pterodactyl in Torrance? Same cast. I would bring them, <laughs> I would bring them all back. Yeah. It's, yeah. The, it's the fierce creatures to uh, <laughs> volcanoes of fish called Wanda. I, one thing I wanted to say, because Justin J. Case is next to me, is I think this movie is kind of the emotional twin to e- Deep Impact. It is. Uh, well, I, I don't know, though. Is, isn't it flip flopped for the volcano of pictures? Because Dante's Peak... Yeah, it's about the family. It has the, the family f- values, but this has, like, the we're just all human beings thing yeah. where you just want to fucking vomit all over the place. Because <laughs> we're not human beings. <laughs> I'd say that there is a sense... I, I, I do agree that they're, they they're, they do have a certain kingship. There is a sense of... In, in Deep Impact, it's like we're all humans, and so we have to stand together. And by stand, I mean just wait for this thing to kill us. <laughs> And in here, it's like we need to stand together. Believe it or not, a fucking cop and a black guy pick something up together, and it's fucking unbelievable. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, but this one does have just some of the most, high, like the highest level of racial tension and outburst. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, it's it's LA divided before that fucking thing erupts. <laughs> It has no business in this movie. Nope, not at all. <laughs> uh, what doesn't either is Tommy Lee Jones hilariously making eggs at the beginning of this movie. He's now I like scrambled eggs just as much as the next person. It's him and his daughter, played by Abby Hoffman. It's Gabby Hoffman or Gabby Hoffman and a dog. It's the three <laughs> people in the house. He's making eggs for the fucking one hundred and first. There are so many eggs in this tray. And he spills them all over the floor like an idiot. Matt cleaned up and just walks away. Ah, dog, here, dog, clean that up there, dog. Ah. 
That dog's just going to get diabetes before he's done <laughs> with that big plate of eggs. Well, Tommy Lee Jones keeps spilling fucking food all over the floor. Also, it's a thing where, of course, he's divorced from his wife. So she, the daughter's only visiting for the summer. By the way, Gabby Hoffman is like probably 14 in this movie. She's his granddaughter. Let's stop fucking around. Man, I hate that, huh? Unless, unless we're talking it's a, it's a second marriage situation. He's 2-0 and out, he's two and oh at this situation, or 0-2 oh <laughs> at that point. I could see that because he's a guy who clearly lives for his job. He works at some uh, uh, the OEM, which is the, made uh, up. I, it might be real. <laughs> I mean, it's the people that figure out if there's like disasters, how to help. Yeah, it's a big, you know, it's a big control room. There's a big I- impossible screen, and everyone's running around with paper when disasters. You have one have... big screen of news, and then every computer monitor has the same news story <laughs> playing on it. But you have the most charming Don Cheadle I have ever seen. And this is the same year as Boogie Nights. They were both ninety seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, thank God that came along, huh? Because he's. I mean, this movie is Don Cheadle just folding his arms the whole time folding his arms maybe a little hand on his cheek wary about the situation he's wearing a backwards kangol hat well the whole movie he has to tell you how cool Tommy lee jones is that he's, he loves he's, him. he's he's the flavor flavor this movie he's the hype man <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh my god i can't believe that happened oh man Tommy lee jones did that too that's so great he's, oh, he's also so good, like, everybody really open about like wanting tommy lee jones job though yeah. it's a lot of like oh yeah you know you went on vacation, but I hoped you fucking died wherever you went so I could have your job and I could sit in your chair and blah, blah, blah. Because that's, ah, man, another just like stereotypical garbage piece of this movie. Tommy Lee Jones is on vacation, but it's not a vacation he wants oh, to be God. on coming into the office. It's like fucking clerks. He was definitely <laughs> supposed to be off that day. I'm not even supposed to be here, Volcano. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Standing on top of it. But yeah, he's, I mean, like, it, it, you know, there's a, there's a, an acrid, uh, dispute between him and the mother, and the mother's like, you know, you never spend enough time with this kid. This movie loves the, and I can't think of an actual apt pop culture reference, but it's the, somebody else is yelling at me on the other end of the phone, but we never see who it is, and it's like, like two characters like exist. Peanuts? Yeah, like, he's just like, get right fucking to chuck and chuck and piece of shit! Get fucking to die, you're gonna fucking hold it! Hey, motherfucker! And then the, the chief's All right, like, calm down, calm down. And then the chief's like, And he's like, oh, no, chief, get off my head. Oh, yeah, the, no, the, ma'am. The, the police chief who is on vacation somewhere. Like, all right, if you're the police chief of Los Angeles, it's 1997. We're still kind of burned by those riots. How about if a volcano erupts in your town? You leave the ski lodge and come home to take care of your business. Yeah, you. Sorry, it works twice because it's the mayor that's on vacation. Oh, is it? But the it's even worse because the police chief is just the, like he's just the guy that's always like, "God damn it, you motherfucker, you fucking dirty!" He's just like the police because at the end when everything ends, it's like, "So I heard the mayor just flew in." Like, like he finally came back from the. From the Broconos right. or something. Also, though, that you you just reminded me of another part of the scroll is they're describing what the the organization is that Tommy Lee Jones works for, and it states in that that in the event that like the mayor and the police chief or whoever like can't get around in the in an emergency, this dude is like the next in line. So like Tommy Lee Jones. Like, that's why everything he yeah. says goes in this yeah. movie. Like, he's ruling the, the cops, the firefighters, because in the, like, the event of a natural disaster like this, 
this dude takes over is, is, oh, yeah, is he, what it says. I, so we're actually under martial law for the good part of this film. Huh? <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of volcano-related martial <laughs> I didn't law. Realize that. Well, and the whole thing is, yeah, he's on vacation. He's coming in. Like, I think there's, the beginning there's a tremor, which is obviously volcano-related. Nobody knows that yet. So like the, a, a, a minor earthquake, and he comes in the office, and you know Don Cheadle's like, you know, hey man, you know, you gave me you gave me the shop for the weekend. Why'd you come in on your day off? <laughs> I wanted to show, you know, I wanted to strut a little bit. And the the chief keeps getting mad at him because Tommy Lee Jones is supposed to have a desk job, which makes sense if you are like a mayor. You know, if you're the yeah. next in line to the mayor, you should be at the desk. Yeah, you're not calling in the, the fucking shop. field. And th- that's all Tommy Lee Jones does. And you're supposed to think that's a good thing. It's not. It's a bad idea. It is a bad idea. He's in the front lines for most of this movie. Phil he Jackson's <laughs> a great coach. I don't want him taking fucking passes from Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> that's not how you win championships. Man, I'd love to see the Zen Master back out on the court, though. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> so that first, the first earthquake, yes, leads to it's just an earthquake. It's like a four point six or something. Yeah, nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. We've all seen it before. And you have Anne Hache, and you have a mouse with glasses on. <laughs> I don't know what that thing is. And so this is what happens. So no, it's, it's, it's Marcy from Peanuts. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go on. Her name is like Schuster Shuster or something. I looked her up, right? So <laughs> they say, so this girl is stuck, right? And they, there's, a, there's press. Like it's like an event. Oh, and, yeah. And they say, when the ground moves, they want to hear from a seismologist, not some pencil pusher. I don't know what the difference between a seismologist and a pencil pusher <laughs> the fuck is. And the media demands an answer for why a mild earthquake hits. And she's like, I don't know what to tell them. I don't have any, I don't have any response. She's, I don't have an excuse yeah. for this earthquake. And then Anne Hitch came and she's like, don't worry. I could just read a briefing and then tell people it was an earthquake. Uh, but this is what's ridiculous about that is it's, it's this mousy Marcy person <laughs> arguing with some other nerd and the two of them are like well we don't want to go out and talk to them there's cameras and the flash will hurt us and then Anne Hache comes in as like the rock star seismologist who's done it all before and she walks in like hello boys (laughs) and they're like oh hey Amy oh Amy guys it's Amy and she like whips around in front of the cameras and she's like click are we ready and you're like how many fucking times have you have to do this also these people don't know her name. She's not a, there's no media darling seismologist. No, no like, not a tremendous amount of them, no. <laughs> but they're just like, come on, they're taking pictures and ads, like, like, trying to get some answers from her. It was an earthquake. It's, what do you want? There's not, there's, an earthquake isn't a whodunit. There's nothing <laughs> for them to fucking figure out. You're not chasing any leads. It's like, all right, this is uh, what happened. Maybe this is how long it lasted. And finally, the big thing everybody wants to know, here's the rating on the Richter scale. See you next time. Well, no, it's it's Los Angeles. It's the nineties. They want they wanted to arrest some black kids. They're like, which which black kids are responsible for this earthquake? <laughs> they wanted, to, they wanted really, to put somebody in jail. The city really fell on a fault line, didn't it? <laughs> they sure did. There's also uh, this portion where we we get this first earthquake. There's John Carroll Lynch, who works for the transportation department, who's gambling on what the Richter scale rating's going to be with all his transit buddies. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this like I last guess. week. You know, I don't understand how gambling works, and this is another thing where they're like. 
just John Carroll Lynch is just taking a bunch of dollar bills like all right what was it what was it just like collecting all this money and again they're saying shit about like over under and he's got a computer simulation yeah. where like when they register what it is a little dollar sign Cha-ching! comes up on the screen <laughs> Was that designed by someone at the transit authority? But then they give this fat Puerto Rican guy what looks like a trillion dollars. Because <laughs> he's like, I won! I won! It's this giant wad of money! <laughs> if you win that much money on an earthquake bet, it has to be a 10.0. Like, that's, those are the long odds. If yeah. the press wants an answer who's responsible, it's probably that fucking fat Puerto Rican guy. <laughs> he fucking, he must have set it up. I don't know how. <laughs> but they're looking for somebody at fault for an earthquake. It's my only option. This was a small to moderate earthquake, epicentered in Palmdale, about 30 miles away. Palmdale! Tommy's got it! Tommy's the winner, there you go. Also, in, uh, in Tommy Lee Jones' command center, just a couple bits of. Uh, before they were famous casting there's a lot of before they were famous in this movie but in the couple of after they were famous yeah too. after they were famous for sure uh is both bunny colson from the wire yep and the dude who is the doctor on this mad season man. of mad men yep oh, I didn't and he's, see in Ca- him. he's in caprica oh, as well it was killing me who that guy was there he is He's uh Poor he's one people. of those characters where it's he's a he's a character with a name. So Stephen Tobolowsky would tell you that that's a good sign, as yeah. opposed to Bunny Coulson, who's got like coordinator number two as a yeah. credit. However, this dude's only got a last name. So Stephen Tobolowsky would tell you that it's good, but not great. <laughs> Just a last name. This is the doctor from Mad Men, Doctor R. J. Cuckold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that guy just—he's going into Don's house, thanking him so much. He's like, "Let me, let, let me buy you Mets tickets." Like, no, no, no. I'm just having sex with your wife every day. Nope, I'm just buying your wife's vagina. That's a, that's enough for me. God, I'm not damn. looking for a friendship or nothing. <laughs> I know you're lonely, but that's not my problem. All right, all right, man. That's two feet shorter than me. <laughs> Go on with your life. <laughs> Do you think that's why Don's okay hanging out with him? Because he's not more handsome than Don is? Absolutely. Well, that's why he's ha- happy hanging out with everybody. That's true. Although, I don't know. It's a c- kind of a battle between him and... Uh, what's his face there? Uh, Harry Hamlin. Harry Hamlin? L.A. Law's Harry Hamlin? <laughs> what? Really? No, nothing. The dude from the... The handsome fella from the firm they bring the in? The other John Slattery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, Thank you. Know, Harry yeah. Hamlin. Oh, Harry Hamlin. Man. I'm way off. I, I just call him Evil Roger. <laughs> I, 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 I make my own names on Mad Veronica Mars. Fun. Yeah, yeah, he's on Veronica Mars too. It's nice seeing him on that show because he's not playing a huge scumbag. He wasn't that much of a scumbag on LA Law, but I f- seem to remember he had his moments. It's been a while since I've watched any LA Law. I'm glad that we've got all the way back to LA and didn't quite realize. <laughs> Like, anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, L.A. Yeah, just accidentally slipped right back in. So, Tom Lee Jones is like, oh, man, they're, they're, you know, something, and I think they, somebody gets burned down down, down below. A couple of dudes get fried instantly. We get a Six car- people die, and one person gets two-faced. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he yeah, he gets two half. Yeah, it's And they great. say, what happened? And he goes, burned up. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Tom Lee Jones being... <laughs> Two breaths away from the mayor, see, yeah. rolls up his fucking sleeves and go, goes down there. And the chief's like, he's like, forget it, chief, I'm going down here. And he takes uh, Jackie April from the Sopranos downstairs <laughs> right before he got cancer. And he goes, I'll tell you where he got it from. <laughs> crawling around crawling in all around sorts around of big here. city sewers. And yeah, they're going to L.A. and They're, they're going down the sewer, the sewer system to see what's going on. And I think 
They don't see lava, but it gets too hot down there. Yeah, it that? gets. Yeah, because it keeps going down, which is also great. Because they keep saying like, "Ah, oh, it's hot. Is it? It's so hot in here? It's so hot in here?" <laughs> and they're in it like if you were shorts and a t-shirt, it'd be fucking hot anyway. You're in L.A. Yeah. And they're in a like in a steam vent with steam rising in these giant suits, and they're like, "Ah, oh, it's a little little too to- what like." They're like, it's a little toasty down here. Or like identifying that it should be it shouldn't be this hot yeah. in a steam vet in LA <laughs> in a fucking giant suit. In a fucking they're underneath a park that's right next to the La Brea Tar Pits. Right. <laughs> of course it's gonna be a little balmy down there. I don't know what they were expecting or how they could tell that it should only be 110, but their internal bodies could be like, oh, this is 115. This is you're, dangerous. You're wearing a spacesuit underneath a fucking hot spring. Like, <laughs> come on. They should have short sleeve spacesuits for that occasion. When you're, <laughs> when you're in LA, you know, just have a little Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, you know, it. that's how they'd like it, man. Just casual as shit out there. Can't even dress up for sewer exploration. So this is when Anne Hayes comes into contact with Tommy Lee Jones. And yeah, that's she just fucking to... fireworks from the start, huh? By the way. <laughs> Oh, sorry. No one <laughs> in this movie took fourth grade earth science because Tommy Lee Jones needs to be explained what magma is. Magma? Oh, yeah. Lava? Like, lava? <laughs> Volcano? What? what? Magma? It's lava. What is lava? He, he acts like lava is like, it's like, especially for the time, there was this feeling, and this is what I thought when I first saw it, when she's like, it's magma, and he's like, lava, what's that? I've never heard of it. It's like how, like, he... Would also react to hearing what a cappuccino was. Yes. Like, it's like, cappuccino? I like my coffee. What are you talking about? That small? How much does it cost? Magma? Lava? Someone only said cappuccino to him because they had just learned what it was from watching Frasier. That's that's where we were as a culture in America at that point. Like, I learned what, like, lattes and cappuccinos were from Frasier. They were drinking them all the time. We didn't didn't have that yet. Doesn't doesn't Friends? Right yeah, the, the, they're all friends doing, was having it too at this point. I learned it from So I Married an Axe Murderer that that it, that first tracking shot of that cappuccino. Oh ca- yeah, going to Mike Myers. Well, they're in trendy old San Francisco. Yeah, that's that, right, you know, he's, baby. He's, he's a beat. That's what he is. <laughs> he certainly is. Man, remember when he made good movies? What's that about? I Mike that, Myers. <laughs> Where think, are you? I think there's more of a chance of a volcano erupting from Los Angeles than a good movie from. <laughs> oh yeah, from Mike Myers. talking about Vampire in Brooklyn. Mike Myers in a good movie. <laughs> no, just he's, as plausible. He had to disguise himself in, in the Glorious Bastards. He, he probably went to the audition that way. Man, I was sick and tired when that Love Guru came out. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25. And for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time. And the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WHM. Oh, and God. you had to hear, remember, you had to hear about like <laughs> how much of a perfectionist he is. And he's like worked so hard to like pinpoint this character exactly how he wants it. And everybody was like, wow, this is it. Mike Myers is back. Here we go. And then it was the worst movie the that worst ever happened ever to seen. anybody ever on the face of the earth. Yep. And he went crazy like because uh, the whole thing was that he. Yeah, I, 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 a friend of mine from work like worked on that movie when they were shooting up in Canada, and he was just like firing people because they didn't get his vision of the love guru oh, and God. shit. He was Oof. like Orson Welles, but just the dumbest fucking thing of all <laughs> that's ever happened. <laughs> he was, he's like, or like he's like he's a Kubrick of just fucking pussy fart jokes. <laughs> it's terrible that movie. Oh, Mariska Hargitay to you all. Oh, don't. <laughs> Mar- Sorry. <laughs> so it's really hot in this now. sewer. <laughs> conversation <laughs> so no yeah so, yeah, yeah. so, so, t- so Anne Hayes takes out her third grade textbooks and, and does the unit with Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> he does all his reading questions and he fucking figures out what magma means and so she's basically well also at some point like she wants to go down there and scope it out for herself and he's like nah, I don't think so not today you are just not going to do that that's what's going to be downright impossible so she's out, out, far out. get out of here Tommy <laughs> So she sneaks back in with her friend at 4 a.m. This is what's great. She says, uh, we'll come back early tomorrow before the cops get here. Now, there is like this horrible event and like people are all over the place. You're trying to rope off a public area the size of a like decent, you know, decently laid out park. The police are there 24-7. There's no like, all right, the police closed for the night. They'll be back again (laughs) at 6 a.m. <laughs> Which, by the way, when they say that we have to evacuate the part park, it's just them putting homeless people on buses. <laughs> and I don't know if those homeless people ever got back to that park, <laughs> yeah. regardless of the volcano. This is one of those movies where they're showing a bunch of homeless people, and one of them, you're like... That's probably a real homeless person because oh, yeah, it's like yeah. a veteran and like he, he's got no legs and one arm and he's like drumming on his wheelchair. And you're like, well, that guy's clearly not an actor. Why would you sign up for this? Oh, that's a real homeless person that they might be exploiting. Oh, hey, sir, you want to be in this movie? Oh, yeah. What do I have to do? You just have to keep doing what you're doing. I got it. There's an apple in it for you. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to film you because you look weird and it's authentic. So they go down, they're, they're playing like uh, the, the Scoobies going down to figure out the big mystery, see who's behind this volcano. Yeah. Spoiler alert, it's lava. Who burns <laughs> her little friend there to death? Uh, Man, it's great. Is that, that would be the four... seventh boiling of this film. I was about point. to say, yeah. There's <laughs> seven people boiled at this point. She also gets it bad, though, because, like, and this is ridiculous. She's obviously the worst seismologist ever. But so they go down in the sewer, and there's a big crack in the in the sewer floor. It's like, it's like Indiana Jones' Last Crusade. Like, yeah. like, the, like the fucking cup. Like, <laughs> and I she, reach it. she kneels <laughs> over... She puts herself directly over it. So, like, one knee's on one side of this huge crack and one knee's on the other. And I'm like, well, this is clearly going to open up and kill her instantly. And it does. Like, it comes up and she falls and she's hanging and Anne Hayes tries to save her. And then, like, ghost smoke comes up and just fries her. 
the fucking volcano talks in this movie like yep. nobody's it, it does. There's panther sounds everywhere. Oh, growls. Yeah. You got growls. You got shrieks. I think there's one or two moas <laughs> floating around. It's like Lord of the Rings if you just took all the CG things out. <laughs> <laughs> it's so big. They, they give it. It's a whole fucking zoo. <laughs> Every time, and they choose, like, like, oh, what is that? Oh, that's when a volcano's about to go to sleep. Oh, I get it. It's played by the same guy who played the fire in Backdraft, who also talks, by the way. That fire is him hawing all over the place. I did want to ask you guys this very specifically. At this point, let's just narrow it down from 92 to 97. Okay. Do more, in all the natural disaster movies, do more of them have animal sounds to denote terror or less? Is it over 50%? It has to be. The tornado talks in Twisters. Tornado talks in Twister. Uh, the asteroid talks in Armageddon. It's like, yeah. Oh, there's yeah. There's all sorts of groans in that. That asteroid sounds like a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that asteroid, it gets much worse when the second earthquake hits. Yes, as it soon does. as the second or the second earthquake, not even we're pre-volcano. Los Angeles is already tearing itself apart. <laughs> After that volcano, or the, the second earthquake. It gets really bad. Uh, There's looting footage, obviously, because you want to show that. There's somebody, you hear a, like a <laughs> sound in the background, or somebody, somebody has an automatic weapon. You don't see it. They're but, just firing, like spraying. Yeah, oh my I swear to God. God. And then there's a classic moment where there's a dog stuck in a house. <laughs> Oh, no, yeah. This is after the, the volcano oh, is volcanoing. A, oh, no, and, that's and, right. Yeah, and, no, we'll get to that because that's amazing. Yep. I'm sorry. No, yeah, but I love that. We'll get there. Don't worry. But so her friend falls. This is what I was saying. This woman gets flash boiled. <laughs> and then like when the thing like explodes up, Anne Heche is thrown back. This woman falls to the center of the earth. <laughs> that honestly, it's ridiculous, but that's one of my biggest fears is f- <laughs> Is falling so far into the earth, it's fucking pointless to look for me. You got like a mole I man fall, problem? What? You got a bit of a mole man fear? No, just like, because there's just nothing. Like, yeah. I don't think I'd live long enough to, like, touch the core or anything <laughs> like that. But, like, that's, I mean, it's essentially falling into a bottomless pit. Yeah. Because you're going to die before you hit the core, and there's just nothing. I mean, you, this woman, you know, Anne Heche looks down. This woman's fucking gone. There's nothing down there. It's just ash and bone, I guess. It's horrifying. And, you know, she's, her corpse is probably eaten by a bunch of chuds. And the funny thing is, <laughs> at the it, end of the day, it's chuds. It, 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 yeah, it's chud pickets is what it is. <laughs> and Anne Heche has a great reaction. She, like, goes up to the service yeah. and just starts screaming. It's a real moment. actor's moment. Yeah. Oh, it certainly is. Well, she's the rock and roll seismologist. So, you know, she's going to be over dramatic about everything. Also... Someone steals their little spacesuit helmet. You know, <laughs> yeah. there's all this looting. This guy comes by like, yoink. You actually see somebody grab the helmet? Yeah, she, you do. She takes it off yeah. and puts it on the hood of the car and leans against the car like, huh. And some guy comes by like, thank you. Oh, I missed that. And like, she doesn't in. even react, though. It's awesome. It's rec- it's crazy. And like, of course, Los Angeles is portrayed as the worst city in America ever. Yeah, no, it's really bad. They'll no. fucking steal the fillings out your teeth when you go to sleep. <laughs> With so many, like, you know, nice areas of this town with all the celebrities and whatnot, you'd think that shit would be kept a little bit more to a, a, a friendlier level. But it's like mass chaos from Rumble One. Yeah, I think that it's, the, I think, because it's immediately a race war in this movie. Yep. Yeah, oh, There's yeah. parts of this movie that are like, 
kind of wire like the wire. <laughs> like, you know, guys just harassing cops and just like chaining guys up. Like, it's the fucking projects almost from the start. And I think that, I guess they thought that to make it such a racially charged thing where it's like, yo, how come there are no cops in my neighborhood? Which has no place in this movie. Nope, no, I think it's a disaster just, movie. I think that they just thought that would be the best way to get to the brilliant, like, ending of racial harmony I mean, <laughs> we're gonna br- we're gonna bring it all full circle and stop it with the movie volcano it's just also unearned because this movie is so silly and everyone's burning up and cooking up cooking up like fucking like uh, people are getting lava bombs to the crotch it gets so fucking silly <laughs> and they it, use the fucking term lava bomb she, she by goes, the way he goes what's that she goes it's a lava bomb it's a and lava it, bomb stupid <laughs> don't you know what a lava bomb is and then she was like is? you don't you don't react to it until you you know where it's going. Oh, <laughs> God. It's like she was. She did a tour in Sarajevo. She's like, everybody stop. Watch for the lava bomb. And then she like knows where to go because she's... Yeah, she has to tell all these grown men not to run to like... To, like you're, she's essentially telling a, a bunch of grown men how to catch a pop fly. <laughs> I know it's the opposite way. Like you're trying to get away from the lava bomb, but it's the same principle yeah. of knowing the trajectory of something. <laughs> The tar pits erupt. Tom Lee Jones is trying to drive his daughter to soccer practice or who knows what. And, like, you know, he's got all these kind of divorce issues. And his, his wife is, of course, like, you were married to your job. That's why we, you yeah. know, we broke up and blah, blah, blah. And that, now you better watch watch your daughter. And I, she was, like, pissed that he went into work that day and blah, blah, blah. Right. She's like, oh, I'm going to spend the whole day with you. Where do you want to go? Tar pits, great. And, like, the fucking thing, <laughs> thing explodes. And then he's like, I got to go now. And he, the second you leave her in that car... You've lost custody. You might as well fucking put your custody papers on the dashboard. You leave your daughter in a volcano eruption? I don't oh, care. yeah. I don't care what your job is. When that volcano erupts, because uh, for the next, like, 20 minutes, it's just, like, crazy, horrible shit happening to people. But when that volcano erupts out of the tar pits, there is a moment that I found so absurd. And I don't know a lot about volcanoes, but I'm pretty sure this isn't what happens. Well, one, it growls at Tommy Lee Jones, which clearly doesn't happen. But oh, if there's, every, if there's any man out there that could growl right back, it's him. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine if he just growls. <laughs> it just goes it's back. It's going away. What, what did you do? I just looked at it funny. <laughs> but it turns into the panther's head from Aladdin. <laughs> Welcome to the cave of wonders. <laughs> Jaw closes back up. Uh, no, but there's fucking lightning coming out of it. Like, it's blowing up, and there's, like, a cloud, and the lava's everywhere, and it's, like, lightning crashes happening. And I was like, that just doesn't see... I mean, you know, write into the mailbag and tell me I'm wrong and I don't know anything about volcanoes. That's fine, because I'll be the first one to tell you I don't know a goddamn thing about them, but... Lightning? It also is blowing windows out of skyscrapers left and right, which I... Don't quite understand. It's I mean, like a Transformers kind of thing, where something, <laughs> or like 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 a scream, and then everything, all the glass shatters. And there's this the great part about this scene. So he's like, "Oh no, trouble!" and he runs. And, <laughs> and there's this guy, this asshole on his cell phone, who's like a news reporter, who's like who's narrating like it's an old timey radio show. And, it's like, yeah. and now our boys are really in trouble. A volcano, and like everything is is being narrated, like. Everyone's getting burned to death, and finally, this Asian woman, this Asian doctor, who we haven't seen in forty minutes, shows up to the movie. And is like, "Oh no, there's trouble! I'll start helping people." Who's married to John Corbett, by the way? Who That's does nothing but important. tell her to stop helping people? Uh, stop helping poor people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't say, and then so 
It's, oh, I didn't think about that. He does say he's like, imagine what these people might have on them. And I don't know if he's talking about the ash or what, <laughs> but he is just like, don't help these people. Mm. Just come home and hang out with me during a volcano. Sit in our tower and just watch society eat itself from the inside out. I got a fiddle up there. It'll be pretty great. <laughs> I got a fiddle to play. Oh man! So yeah, th- and again too, like this is a disaster movie. So there's like a million storylines going all over the place here. We cut back to the command center every now and again just to make sure Don Cheadle's still folding his arms. <laughs> but this is around. I mean, we can get into it now because it's fantastic. But so one of the things that happens when the volcano finally erupts is a train is derailed. Just a single train. Just this one subway, the the red line. I don't know anything about the L.A. subway system outside of this movie and uh, Collateral. But so this train you know, goes off the rail a little bit, and so here we go. John Carroll Lynch. John Carroll Lynch, who did not close the trains. Tom Lee Jones said, hey. See, that's the thing. That's yes. a, yeah, he this ca- is a redemption story of this movie. It certainly is. <laughs> because he's like, you know, John Lee's like, ah, oh, it's crazy out there. to close the goddamn trains. He's, he's turning more and more into a prospector. It's like, yeah, oh, well, that's, that's fine. It's fine. And, he, you know, John Carroll Lynch is like, no, you know, money, money. You know what I mean? Like, he's that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I understand the risks of running the trains, but I just can't do it because people have to get home. I'm sorry. I would be safe. Yeah. If I could, but I have to run the trains. But then only one of them runs. This is, yeah, it doesn't make any sense for a couple of reasons. Because, I mean, one, we've had the trains shut down in New York before. And this is one of the most complicated subway lines in the history of subway lines. And it's a huge fucking city, and they've closed it down. And you know what? We all got home okay. From what I've been told about the L.A. subway system, it's not a popular mode of transportation to the degree that they're treating it in this movie. So it's like, all right, John Carroll Lynch, so what, 500 people have to take a cab today? So Whatever. This leads me, when you say that your fear is to fall into the earth, this movie legitimately has given me one of my biggest phobias, which is to be boiled in a subway (laughs) (laughs) for... For how 15 years or whatever it is since this movie's come out, yeah. I have always kind of refused to wear anything but long pants and shoes in a subway <laughs> in case I ever have to get out and it was so hot it would burn my feet. Because when he's getting them, his feet, his fucking sneakers are just yeah. like searing there. And so what happens, he's like, oh, I would want to, but do we have any options? And he's like, we could run more buses. And he goes, no. <laughs> Nah, just send them. Just don't even bu- I mean, don't. that's what New York City does. You just run more buses. Run it's not more great. buses. Buses they, suck, but they get you home. A lot of the times, like, the mayor will order that, like, you know, some cabs are free. Yeah, yeah they know, put the happened. zone system in. Everybody gets home with buses and cabs. Yeah. But I don't want to be underground in a, two earthquakes and a volcano. <laughs> so John Carolyn keeps it going, and then one train derails, and him and his team has to go down there and see what happens. So fish them th- out. Fish them out. And, you know, the, the lava's creeping in because the volcano erupted. Already, so they go in and they're, they're all right. Everybody grabs somebody, and everybody starts grabbing somebody. And like, oh no, the lava is encroaching the train. And John Carroll Lynch puts the conductor on his back and starts walking out of this train. And as you were saying, his his Nikes start to melt as they're he goes, melting right on. And then you know when he gets to the the door, and they're like. Come on, just just drop him. You gotta jump, John Carroll Lynch. And he like, first of all, John Carroll Lynch wasn't gonna make this jump with or without that guy at his back. Yeah, it's kind of lose lose either way for John <laughs> Carroll Lynch. Okay, uh, 
And he just he wants to play the hero, and he just oh, he's saying the Hail Mary the whole time. Oh, oh yeah, he's yeah. got kind of a weird kind of gutter. Like, hey, man, just get out of here. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna throw up. I'm gonna delete all those emails I shouldn't send. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, well, well, I'm gonna go to the gym. Hundred times a day. Hundred times a day. God, I love you. I mean, he's just he's he really making things right with head, his God. Yeah. I mean, he's a great actor. Period. He's That's fantastic. <laughs> Him in fucking Zodiac. Oof. One of the creepiest oh, performances yeah, of all fucking time. Uh, so he gets to the end of the track, and they're like, "Come on, you got to drop him and go." And he's like, "No, I, I already was saying all these prayers earlier. <laughs> yeah, you didn't hear me. <laughs> I already made my peace with the Almighty." And he goes to make this jump, and this is something that I give this credit more and ha- give this movie credit for, and have since I saw it in theaters for my birthday. By the way, <laughs> uh, this movie does not for a second try to convince you that he might make this jump. <laughs> when they show, it's like the wide shot of him leaping dun, 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 off dun, the train dun, car, dun, which, by the way, you're not dun, getting dun, a running dun, start. Dun, I mean, I guess your shoes are melting, so you but can't. But you got a you know, 200-pound guy in your bag. I mean, John Carroll is a big guy, but come on. He is just clear. Like, you know when you're playing Mario, and you're like, <laughs> I can do this, and you don't get, you, 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 you don't jump the a B little button too down. soon. Yeah. And you just know, like, Mario's going off this cliff. This is like he's going into this lava. There's no way he's not and they going do a into this lava. perfect side shot of clearly 10 feet of lava <laughs> and him jumping one fifth <laughs> of that length to his death. It'd be great oh. if right before he does, they're like, come on, jump. And he's like, I can't. There's one more chip. And he starts tapping his forehead. <laughs> but. He goes in, man, and he's like, ah! And he starts burning, and he throws the guy just off the show. tosses the guy the next eight feet. He's like, like a fucking strongman competition. He Undertaker body slams <laughs> this guy over the lava and saves his life. I mean, but the uh, that's but that that actually rings true to me, even though like he couldn't be that possibly that strong. Because of the adrenaline, you must be feeling with lava up to your shins. Oh yeah, you can lift a train, and you just see him melt. Down to a nub, you would, like as yeah, we mentioned, to a nub, the just, finger. Just, yeah, yeah. There is, the, and it's fucked up too. The only other time I ever remember this happening to me, like a lot of movies, a guy like, getting boiled to death in magma. <laughs> yes, uh, no, that like they they really eerily get like the someone just died moment on camera perfectly. It's this movie when he like whittles down and then like he's finally whittled enough that I, he just dies. <laughs> You know, just becomes magma. Yeah, like I, it, it hits like whatever his belly or something, and he's just like click dead. That and then, uh, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it, but the Poseidon remake when Kurt Russell fucking drowns, like saving the ship or whatever, he does like a really fucked up like I'm drowning motion, and then is dead. Yeah. When I saw Poseidon. I thought immediately back to John Carroll Lynch <laughs> fucking boiling in lava. Well, th- I, this movie is an hour and 43 minutes long. This scene's about two minutes. It's the only thing I remember from this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. That and fucking Randy Newman at the end. That's all you remember about this movie. And it's top, top five movie deaths. Absolutely. I don't know absolutely. what. I don't know where it fits on that list. I, I don't know what that list Ray, Ray, is. It's, it's close to Ray Winstone, which just to point out is one of our favorite. Win- wow, fuck <laughs> oh, fuck it. Which is, I mean, that's. It the might Departed. Be my favorite. I don't yeah, know. yeah Ray Winstone in The Departed. Just couldn't give a shit about anybody's life, let alone his. No, 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 no. <laughs> what you brought up, though, is a big kudos I give to this movie, which is that it's only an hour and 40 minutes. It is a, the right length. Like, this is what you want, because honestly, 
what else are we doing? We already have a moment in this movie where it's like, we did it! Oh, no, we didn't. Never mind. There's another 20 minutes. Really? Yeah. That, that Godzilla is 40, close to 40 minutes longer than this? Maybe yeah, Godzilla's this. like, what, like 215? Yeah. Something I think it's like that. I, I think it's 220 or 225 with credits. Oh. Right. Whoa. You don't, I mean, you don't God. need that. It's the same movie. Just replace a Godzilla <laughs> no, with a volcano. You definitely don't need a two-hour and 25-minute Godzilla <laughs> I'll say movie. Godzilla wasn't quite as chatty as this volcano is. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> this episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now. Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. So other yes. favorite scenes, I mean, they kind of are back to back. We go... because. Earlier in the movie, we see uh, this this sort of uh, th- this low income neighborhood, and like this, you know, th- these black kids are getting harassed by this racist cop. And we cut back to that neighborhood, which is completely on fire, and nobody gives a shit. Nope. And this poor old lady's like, "My dog, my yeah, dog." Yeah. Oh, here's the dog. This is fantastic. They set it up for like, it's like, you "Gotta save my dog, gotta save my dog." And then Tommy Lee James to save it, and there's she says like, "My dog, my dog," and you see a friend being like, "The fuck, I care." <laughs> yes. Yeah, like she, there's, a, there's a person like, uh, "Yeah, okay." And then the there's dog, a volcano. <laughs> and and to be honest, the, what sucks about this is. There's a dog set up at the beginning of this movie that doesn't do shit. This, this dog deserved to turn into a super dog by the end of this movie. And, you know, this dog is kind of like the younger, sexier dog that gets brought in. Like, because that's a big old fucking butt, Marmaduke motherfucking old buck. <laughs> and then, no, this year it's all about Jack Russell. So this is, <laughs> it was, it was the year of the Jack Russell. Talk, talk about Frazier. It's because of Frazier, yeah. exactly. And this is, this is, this should be our big bucks. You know, like his big scene. It gets, he got wrote, written right out of it, that motherfucker, because <laughs> he wasn't as cute as Jack Russell. I read that, I, I think, I forgot the exact components, but there was something about that they used a lot of, like, milkshake or something. I swear to God. Oh, to make the lava? To make the lava? They used a component in milkshakes like that makes it sort of gelatinous. Yeah, yeah. Like some additive that you get in, in like, like fast food milkshakes to make this lava or part of the lava anyway that wasn't completely cgi there's a part when it's coming in with the the jack russell 
he the Jack Russell gets really close to it and like sniffs and it runs away. And yeah. all I can think about were all the bloopers of it being like, and action. <laughs> <laughs> like, Sorry, pull the dog off, pull the dog off. <laughs> mittens keeps eating the goddamn lava. Run right. mittens, run. He's eating it again. He's eating the lava. Also, again, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, audience. I don't know much about volcanoes and lava and whatnot. But uh, if a little tiny toy dog gets about eight inches away from flowing <laughs> lava, I'm sure it's just going to burst into flames. <laughs> no. Right? Sniffability is not a property of magma. <laughs> you can't sniff fucking lava. Well, I'm there's not sure. a singed hair on that pooch, and it runs right out of the house totally fine. Well, the, the rules of this lava in this movie is it's kind of like tag. It has to touch you. Like, <laughs> anything else, like, yeah, honestly, you, you get... Five feet from lava, your fucking face is... You got no oh, eyebrows yeah. left. But everyone's like, ooh, that was a close one. <laughs> and this this dog... Also, by the way, that's assuming... Have you ever seen a dog react to lightning? You think a fucking volcano is going to go off? You're never seeing that dog again. He's gone. That dog He's is going to spend the rest of its life <laughs> shitting its pants somewhere. <laughs> he's not in your house anymore. No matter, he's, going, he's jumping through a plate glass window <laughs> before you even know what's what. Which, by the way, Jack Russell Terriers were known for doing, right? That was the whole thing. They jumping be- through windows? Yeah, they became such a huge fad. It's so funny. I can remember this from Frasier. It, they got really big, and everybody in New York City he was getting them. You must have. You must remember this. Yeah. And they're known for erratic behavior. They were just fucking offing themselves in droves <laughs> in the nineties. Like it was the stock. It was. Market. It was like the, I read. I did like the I stock read, market crash. It was. It was like the opening of Mad Men with fucking Jack Russell's coming down everywhere. They were. They were like New Yorkers were losing a lot of Jack Russell terrorists because they were so cute, but they just had a thing. They didn't like being inside oh or like something. They were jumping out of New York City they're windows creatures. and creatures. You think? Uh, you think gross. Kelsey Grammer like got the news about that and he's like oh what have we done <laughs> just all upset with the Frasier creators and I mean so the, the dog gets away and it's a nothing scene but it's one of the best fe- scenes in the movie for sure because it's two things barking at each other and one shouldn't be able to bark because it's lava <laughs> hello uh, dog <laughs> I'm the lava rough so basically all this shit Tim Curry was in the lava that's all go on <laughs> All this shit's going down on Wilshire Boulevard, right near, near the tar pits. Tommy Lee Jones, again, losing custody of his child, is like, hey, there's a huge natural disaster, and I don't know where anything is going to be going. You go with this complete stranger. Here's my pager number. Bye. And she's going to take you to the Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> How you doing, 1997? Somebody's wearing a leather jacket with some... Suede sleeves. <laughs> Can you imagine if through all of that, all the all the all the waiters were still like, "Well, I'm, hey, I'm Elvis Presley. Can I get you some <laughs> hot and spicy wings out here tonight?" I wish that the waiters at Hard Rock Cafes were like the waiters from that Pulp Fiction diner. That would be fantastic. <laughs> Never been. It's fucking terrible. You're not, you're not missing anything. So, but Tommy Jones is uh, is on the field again. You know, t- uh, and he's. Basically, he comes up with this plan to make a moat out of, uh, I don't know what they're called. They're basically the two fire do- trucks. <laughs> Both- uh, fire trucks. Sorry. He makes several. There's like, several there's things. concrete barricades. Yeah. He's doing this, by the way, with the help of popular character actor Keith David, best known for Maid Marion. I'm Little John. Oh, yeah. I didn't take it out for air. <laughs> God bless Keith David. He's that was great. a bit uncomfortable because I knew him from Gargoyles predominantly, <laughs> and here he is making somebody suck his dick. I, I know, I am more embarrassed because 
just about 24 hours ago, I went, hey, it's Ernie Hudson. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then looked it up like, can't find him in the list. They must have made a mistake. That's definitely, oh. You know, this movie was written for you because you needed to learn something about racial tolerance. <laughs> I'll learn it. We're not, we're not at the end of the film yet. <laughs> so, yeah. There. So the whole plan is we are going to create a, a barricade uh, and we're going to let the lava build up till it like kind of stops itself a little. And then we're going to dump a bunch of water on it. And hopefully it'll like br- you know burn itself out, which we- is also not a property of lava. It won't. It could exist underwater. It's so hot it just burns and burns eventually. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, this is this is one of those moments where Anne Hage, a seismologist rock star, complete with all sorts of knowledge of previous volcano activity, says something about like you know. This is what they did in in Greenland or something like I- that. Iceland, and sh- she's the, the seismologist that's been in this shit. She's done two tours in Iceland, apparently. <laughs> Some bullshit. She's just the Helen Hunt of the situation. Oh, I don't know why. Oh, yeah, I don't know yeah, why yeah. we don't just talk about them in the same fucking. Person. Yeah, no. Her her family was probably killed by a volcano. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> we don't get that backstory. You we want. didn't know this was a Joe versus the volcano spinoff film. <laughs> she was the young girl in that movie. <laughs> You don't know what it's like when the volcano goes to that house and that house and then yours. Skip shores. <laughs> it's like this idea of volcanoes skipping houses. <laughs> nope. So if, if a volcano, like, she's like, I moved to L.A. because I'm trying to get away from, oh, my God. <laughs> How did it come from the ashes? <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, and it works. And you're right. It's like kind of the end of the movie, but then it's not. The important thing to mention here, by the way, is at some point previous to all this nonsense, that racist cop has arrested a black gentleman and handcuffed him in the car. Because what happens is they're trying to lift these concrete barriers, and these cops are, like, struggling to get this thing up. And this dude comes up in handcuffs like, man, oh, man, that looks tough. And you're just like, uh. And then the racist cop is like, what did you say, you stupid? And then, like, this other cop's like, oh, hey, man, he's a big guy. He could help us lift this barrier. Well, his his partner is the best part because he's he, like... He so wants his partner to be a good man, and it never happens yeah. because, like, they're, they're they're dealing with all the the stuff, and then like, you know, this this the good cop is like helping people out of fucking cars or whatever, and then he sees his partner cu- cuffing a black guy. And he's like, "Really, Jimmy? Now yeah. we need to do this now." <laughs> that partner has like he's like he's rewritten police reports. Oh, to, absolutely. Oh, to, yeah. He's written certain. He's like like if they're like. He's destroyed a couple of VHS tapes, surveillance VHS tapes. <laughs> yeah, he's he's Matt Dillon's partner in Crash, and just like, oh, oh not yeah. Dandy Noon. Oh, he did put it. it. Put his hat over a lot of a lot of uh, security cameras while things went on. But he thinks he's a good man. Like he's like, oh, you know, he just has his problems. Well, that's right because you know, probably on the other side of all this, when they're not battling volcanoes, this cop's coming over for birthday mm-hmm. parties, for Christmas, and he keeps bringing like things that may like accidentally make this guy not a race. Like, I don't know, Sinbad HBO specials. <laughs> you know, just some things just that are enjoyable and yeah. non-threatening to this individual. You know what I mean? Like, oh, hey, man, you, I know what you're going to say, but listen, give it a shot first. And then, you know, Sinbad's pacing back and forth. And this guy's, like, racist veneer starts melting off, like, all so much lava he's seen before. You know who needed a Sinbad special? Uh, Edward Norton's father in American History X. <laughs> That was one racist firefighter. He needed a fucking box set. <laughs> Did <laughs> why is Sinbad? It's just gonna. It just nullif- nullifies. Well, he's uh, you know, 
the joke I was kind of going for is that Sinbad is a very light-skinned African-American gentleman. Oh, no, I just thought he was popular enough because he, well, he's ev- also popular. Everybody he bought into a lot into of like single guy jokes. Yep. Yeah, remember? it was a and lot of college guy jokes. Yeah, you know? oh yeah, 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 stuff that this racist cop could relate to. You know what I mean? Sin- Sinbad was a man of the people. He was a man of all people. I don't. I'm talking in the past tense. The gentleman isn't dead. <laughs> he might Yet. as well be. Uh, <laughs> Come back. And <laughs> bring back the Sinbad. So basically, <laughs> and th- this 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 guy that they arrest is Herculean. He's like six foot. <laughs> he's six foot eight, and he's like, oh, that looks foolish. Like, <laughs> the race is foolish, Cuban. <laughs> not fucking Indomitian Sue. <laughs> he's a fucking full football team just sitting there, not helping. <laughs> and, and the non-race. This cop is like, John, uncuff this man. <laughs> and he's like, no, I can't do it. He's like, John, I'm serious. You've got to put this shit to rest. We're all going to burn unless, <laughs> unless Kal-El here can lift this fucking barrier, <laughs> which he certainly could do. So then, of course, this guy comes in and then immediately threatens this racist manhood because he's like, you mind getting out of the way while I, oh, lift this <laughs> concrete barrier? And then, you know, they, they save the day, right? So this works. Everything's fine amazing racist cop moment right after this though is the the nice guy cop is like thanks a lot man you know what we're gonna let you go hey uh fire chief there's a there's a neighborhood or you know down the street or whatever that needs help why don't you go take care of that chief so this fireman steps to for some reason taking orders from this cop the fire chief by the way nothing looks exactly like joe biden but absolutely does yes (laughs) correct uh (laughs) But so then the go- the nice cop shakes the dude's hand. He's like, good luck with your neighborhood, man. You know, sorry we couldn't help out more or whatever. And he's like, you know, no, thanks, whatever. The guy turns to shake the racist cop's hand, and this dude fucking stonewalls him. <laughs> just stares him down with his racist mustache and his fucking thinning hairline. And he's just like, nope, I can't possibly bring myself to shake a black man's hand in this time of fucking I, insane emergency and tragedy. Because he sends him with the fire department. And it's it to be like, yeah, go fucking hang out with those fucking assholes in the fire department <laughs> that like you. <laughs> Let's go save some fucking lives. I'm going to be here fudging reports and taking cash on the barrel head. <laughs> Do you think that this guy's dad had a problem going to the bathroom and that's why he was a racist? Like Matt Dillon and Crash? It's quite possible. It yeah, me- he had to help his dad go potty. <laughs> <laughs> Just made him a racist somehow. How I haven't seen that movie in a while. Man, I'm never going to watch it again. But uh, how did that what was the connection made there why was why well, was, because like his dad can't take a piss and he just needs like either piss pills or diapers or something and this this stuffed shirt black woman at the fucking social security office won't give him the benefits oh, and that's how right. it all you know we're right, all connected right, right. andrew i don't know if you know this but especially in la we're all connected and actually the only reason car accidents happen is because you want to feel more fucking connected thanks for nothing paul haggis yeah Jesus. i think i did hear something shoot about myself in the head with a magic bullet now there is a uh, there's an amazing uh, couple of characters in this movie. We mentioned some before they were famous. Another one, I don't know if we mentioned him yet. If we mentioned him off the air, but Harvey Levine, oh yeah, from TMZ, and before that, The People's Court, uh, is playing a reporter in this movie, and it's an amazing <laughs> sequence that he's doing here because he's reporting on. All the animals that are like abandoned because their owners are running out or whatever. All the victims that couldn't call for help. Yeah. <laughs> and there is a fucking snake <laughs> with just this clearly fake bandage just attached <laughs> to it. Right. I cannot a snake. <laughs> It looks like he's got a toothache. It's right around <laughs> it's, like, the thing. it's like Sir His from Robin Hood. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. 
master. Oh, it's so good. And then there's like, and they say something like, this pig was actually found trying to find its owner. <laughs> Which is, it's like dogs are just like snakes or just like pigs. We're all the same, even in the animal kingdom. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. No barriers anywhere. <laughs> but a actually, volcano? You know, I don't, I don't care. We were all New Yorkers. There are all Los Angeles from that volcano. The snakes and the pigs, and the blacks, the whites, and Hispanics. We're, we're all basically the same on that, on that fateful day when that volcano went up. But the credits are very annoying because it's like, and the media as themselves, because all everyone who's who, every news reporter is an actual news reporter. Yeah, there's so, a lot of local LA people. Shepard Smith is in this, which is just fucking piece of shit, man. There was certainly there was something kind of realistic and believable at this movie. That must have been what it was. Yeah, the one thing. <laughs> On the professional newscast. I felt like I was in L.A. during a volcano the entire time. (laughs) Well, the funny thing is this movie pulls that you're not going to believe this, but the good thing is they resolve it 30 minutes later because, like, (laughs) the barrier works. Everyone's applauding, and Tom Lee Jones is like, hooray, everything's fine again. Now, where who would I put my daughter with? I'll figure it out. (laughs) They write write, uh, Anne Heche out of this movie. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's like, hey, "Hey, woman, go do woman things and find my little girl that's not doing anything and bring her back to me. Which, by the way, she's doing a terrible job at looking for this girl because all she's doing is wandering around crowded Los Angeles streets <laughs> screaming her name. We couldn't find her there right now. Like, <laughs> she's a, a fucking giant panic. Because so the thing, we do, the, we do the moat and then she's like, oh no, it, it, it's heading for the coast, which is Cedar sinai which is where Tom Lee Jones has been shipping everyone. It's like, ah, send him to Cedar. Ah, send him. Like, you sure you don't want to go to Beth Israel? Nah, send him to Cedar. And, like, everybody goes there. <laughs> In Beth Israel, there's just one Lonely security guard. There's a Slim Whitman song playing in the background, <laughs> just like slowly turning through a gun magazine. Has no idea there's a volcano yeah, erupting. Blows a single pop, bubble pop, and we go back to the movie. Because yeah, you would think there's only two hospitals. Because he keeps sending everyone to this one hospital. Yeah, and you know, obviously the, the lava is going there. So it's, we're getting to the end of this movie, and. We get, we get to, we're, we're outrunning the, the lava flow. We know where it's going to explode. And yet, you're right, because Anne Heche has been ahead of this thing since minute one. She knows exactly what's going on. Tell because she's, she's been in the shit. I know, and they just write her out of the end of this movie. It's really shitty. He's like, all right, now this is what I want you to do, because I've declared martial law. The person that's pretty much been the only intelligent force in this entire film. Yeah. Go get my daughter for me and come back, and then I'll tell you what to do next. Yeah. Because this movie's got a weird thing where, like, Tommy Lee Jones is the man. He's a man. He's going to fix Los Angeles. He's about to grab a fucking jackhammer in about 10 minutes in this oh, movie. that is <laughs> amazing. He's like, he's like, he just looks around. He's like, jackhammer. He starts jackhammering them. Guess I better just them. start using this jackhammer. <laughs> jack, 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 And he's jackhammering with purpose as if he's going to do it faster than the guy that's not intensely jackhammering. It doesn't make any sense because, like, yes, the beginning of this movie, you're, you you know that Tom Lee Jones would be calling the shots. But in mass chaos, if some fucking hillbilly, nah, nah, you go over there, you, you take that, take that fire truck, you drive it. I'm like, fuck you, man. Like, <laughs> why am I listening? You don't have a badge. You've got nothing. How do I know that you, out of everyone in this crowd, is the person I should be listening to? Anybody that's smaller than the Wizard of Oz head at the end of the <laughs> Wizard of Oz isn't commanding a crowd like that. <laughs> Like, it's got to be a giant teleprompter or something. But everyone's doing it. He's like, anybody else got better ideas? I thought so. Now check the farmhouse, the outhouse. The, the, the check, check the outhouse for this lava. <laughs> so basically, Tommy Lee Jones is 
because again, he loves making moats. He's like, all right, we're going to blow this whole building up. We're going to make a big old moat for this lava. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, you got any better ideas? Like, his whole speech is, got any better ideas? I would say walking briskly away from it would have been <laughs> fine as well. To be fair, two things about this. One, Anne Heche is somehow able to calculate that they have 20 minutes until yeah. this lava is going to hit where they stopped digging the subway tunnel. And they've, they've determined that, you know, you know, like Steve said, it's going to blow up right by the hospital at the Beverly Center's right there, the big, the big LA mall, the Beverly Center, Hard Rock Cafe. Oh, like it's fuck, all right no. there. Well, now, now, now this movie means something. So by the way, when they find out that there's, there's 20 minutes to go here, uh, my point though, before I skip over that was Tommy Lee Jones does say, this is the plan I have. If anyone else has anything let like he is kind of like if you got a better idea let me know because i am flying by the seat of my ass here mm. but anyway he's still a dick in this movie uh but so they start evacuating the hospital because they're like there's 20 minutes there's no possible fucking way we can drill all these you know like pressure holes yeah. to to blow the street and make the moat to go out to the ocean so when this inevitably fails we at least want to try to evacuate the hospital and the surrounding area so Gabby Hoffman's in the Hard Rock Cafe with these two kids that she's sort of been looking after. D-plot the movie over here. Oh, totally. And so one kind of like escapes and she's looking, you know, to find this kid. She's in the kitchen of the Hard Rock Cafe. And when they make the call to evacuate the area, someone bursts into the kitchen and goes, come on, everybody, we're evacuating the Hard Rock. <laughs> Wow. It's such a stupid line, but it's a line that plays into this world's love of the Hard Rock Cafe in 1997. But it's not like they're boarding the certain certain sections on a plane where you have to be like, oh, is that my second? Oh, sorry, yeah. oh no, did you say Hard Rock? No, right, you're, you're right, only you're seating like, the oh, Planet Hollywood? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll, I'm in Planet Hollywood. I'll just wait to run away from this lava <laughs> in turn. And it's not a, a monument. It's a fucking Hard Rock Cafe. There's one 60 miles away. But we were obsessed with it as a culture, though. Yeah. May I bring you back to the ending of Con Air? Where the Hard Rock Cafe plays a huge role at the end of that movie when the plane fucking crashes into it. Yeah, and it's like true. the big Vegas guitar and it just <laughs> goes right into it. And you're like, yeah, man, Hard Rock Cafe. That was where it was at in the late they can, 90s. You know, they can fucking take our poor people. But as soon as that fucking volcano has the stones to try to take our Hard Rock Cafe. So, yeah, there's actually something to be said for a good portion of this movie is low-income communities begging for help. And then Tommy Lee Jones immediately saying nothing and then being like, we have to save the Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> there is a shot. Uh, Not in my town. Earlier in the film <laughs> where they're like taking paintings out of it. There is a scene earlier in the film where they're taking paintings out, like preserving paintings that are in some museum. I would have loved it if it's like a glass case with a bunch of Elvis suits, <laughs> like putting it on a truck, a couple of Hendrix axes. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine he played left-handed? <laughs> Not now. Not now. And hey, find my daughter, Don Cheadle. Go save Jerry Lewis's piano. Go. <laughs> God, if, it, if that piano went up in flames, <laughs> that would really make me laugh. Someone's making a great balls of fire joke at some point. And, I mean, this is the end of the movie. Uh, Jackie April has a great death, by the way, at this point. Oh, yeah, he does. For some reason, like, all the teams are going in there, and they're, 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 they're setting up all the explosives, and they're doing it on the fly. they got to do it really quick. And some guy gets his leg caught, and it's all about the triumph of the human spirit. Yeah. So he's like, oh, my leg is stuck. And he's like, could you help? And Jackie April's trying. 
and he can't. And he's like, just go without me. And he's like, I'm not leaving a man behind. And I'm like, wait, what? Why? And he's like, and, you know, they're like, clear. We have to blow the bombs. Everybody say you're clear. And, you know, Jackie April sacrifices himself and the guy by saying clear. What is the benefit there? You got to go. You, you just, you got to go. I it's would, You're going to live with it for the rest of your life, but you got to go. If, it's not even like he's trying to get him out to the last second. They, they resign that this guy is trapped and he's going to die. Yeah. And yeah. he's got, I'm going to stay with you in your last moments. There's like, there's almost like they almost just kind of like hug and say like, you've been my best friend is like the sun is like burning <laughs> their faces off. I mean, Jackie April is like, what's the guy's like, just go. And he, there's something that is the size of a car. Yeah. Right. It's fucking 3000 pounds. There's like, there's a rumble cause the, yeah. the lava starts breaking through and yeah. part, they're in like a parking garage. Yeah. And this poor guy underneath John Corbett's building, by the yeah. way, this guy is not getting out. No. Yeah. He has a broken leg. Fine. Not the biggest problem. He has a car on top of him. Yeah. Yeah. Jackie April, God bless him. He fucking tries to pick this thing up. He does not budge. The guy's like, just go. Just go. You have 20 seconds to run out of this building. I mean, he's leaving and being like, yeah, rock fell on his head. Dead on impact. <laughs> like, a shame. Not for nothing. If you really want to do the right thing, this guy's going to die. And... Just get out, save yourself, be with your family. Yeah, exactly. You just, it was, if you really think about the logistics of it, I understand no man left behind, but that man is down. He's dead. <laughs> I mean, that's He's it. already dead. What? You wouldn't stay with a corpse. No, this guy's exactly. essentially a corpse <laughs> that's not a corpse yet. And We're on, clearly not heroes in this room. The honorable thing to do is be like, and maybe this is a Steve Sadak honorable thing to do, is be like, <laughs> shoot him in the head? No, you go... You, <laughs> If you've got a gun, sure. <laughs> I think it'd be a situation where it's kind of touch and go, and you have the gun. Like, you're like, I'll do you first. I swear. No, it's like, I swear. It's okay. It's okay, Steve. You, you don't have to do me first. It was a courtesy. I'll shoot you first, and then I'll shoot myself. No, you do the old. What, you got any last messages for your family? You know, like you kind of as you're walking away, be like, Hey, you got a daughter? What do you want to say? What do you want to say to her? How no. do you spell that? <laughs> I'll make some something nice. You need a smoke. <laughs> By the way, they're rigging all these explosives because they realize that uh, the lava isn't going to go exactly the way they thought it was going to go. And yeah. they need something that can turn the lava. So they rig a bunch of explosives under John Corbett's ivory tower, <laughs> which is the one thing that's missing from this movie is him being like, no, you can't do this. Yeah. They, was, they just do it. It was not up I mean, to you, him. He's such a fucking fat prick in this movie that you just want to be like. You want that scene of him being like, no, this is ridiculous. And then, like, Tommy Lee Jones punches him out or just something. One good old fashioned, one metric or one standard American knockout. Yeah, he just jack, jack, jacks him, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I want is, you know, at the end of Ghostbusters, William Atherton with the marshmallows, but it's lava. And he's just like, <laughs> he's like, oh, you people. Are like, ah! He just gets it really bad. That's actually another moment of awkward scream sound effects is in Ghostbusters. When that marshmallow shit falls on William Atherton, there's a sound effect that plays in that yep. movie that you're not sure if it's supposed to be coming from William Atherton, but it's like a... <laughs> marshmallow. I've never yeah, been no, I, I agree. It. It's a perplexing moment in that film. <laughs> so they blow this building, and it's the fakest thing 1997 ever saw. So, but By the way, so uh, Anne Heche's, uh theory of yelling her name of gabby hoffman's name didn't exactly work out and the last thing 
uh, Tommy Lee Jones sees before the explosion is his daughter helping this kid for no good goddamn reason. Another fucking kid that shouldn't have stuck this her neck out for this guy. just there to bring it all together. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking so terrible. She doesn't know who this little brat is. Yeah, no. He just wanders off like a children of the corn yeah. towards <laughs> the explosions. And there's actually a part which I, I think it... I mean, He's just this kid, just this little blonde fucking piece of shit. He's just walking <laughs> towards the volcano just aimlessly. Yeah. And there's, as the buildings are exploding, I mean, I don't know how to describe this right, but it's so obvious that the kid was never told to react yeah. to the explosions because there's explosions going on. The whole building's going down, and he's just got this like li- like little grin, like it's like it's it's weird and stormy out here. I don't even know. It's boomy and booby. Yeah. It, like, it, and he's just walking towards. Fucking Armageddon! <laughs> Walking into the arms of just Armageddon. to bring it, just to bring Tommy Lee Jones and that daughter together. It's infuriating. That shot is kind of lifted from the end of the professional. It's like Leon walking away, and then Gary Oldman shows up and shoots him in the back. Oh yeah! <laughs> I kind of wanted Gary Oldman to show up and shoot this kid in the back. Well, I mean, Gabby Hoffman's running through all sorts of kitchens like the fucking RFK assassination. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, why not? But yeah, so but then Tommy Lee Jones starts to- Jack 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 in his way. Jack 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 Jack. jack. <laughs> <laughs> running towards his daughter, and he's like outrunning explosions, lavas. Oh man, he's dodging King all sorts of lava bombs, King Koopas, velociraptors. <laughs> you know, it is like he, the, the the bridge is breaking behind him. The lava. <laughs> <laughs> Those smiling fucking fireballs are jumping up and trying to nick him in the feet. He's got to touch that axe. And he slow motion saves him, and they, you know, the building falls, and it's like Anne Hache, all, all she sees is like the building fall in front of her, so she can't see what happened to them. And then it's like this big surge, you know, because he's the fucking, he's the fucking Pope of Chili Town in Los Angeles right now. So, here. Wait, 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 everybody, quiet. He's over here! I know that Jack anywhere! And, you know, his hand comes up, and, uh, yeah, of course they're alive, which mm. is fine. The thing that's bullshit, though, is a police car pulls up and Don Cheadle gets out to make sure that his fucking golden idol doesn't have a scratch on him. And uh, he's like, hey, uh, hey, Gabby Hoffman, wasn't this terrible? I brought your dog for you. <laughs> what? Uh, okay, so like this city's in ruin. There's a once in a lifetime fucking disaster that's happened. You're stopping off at Tommy Lee Jones' house to pick up the dog? It feels like it, it very much felt like, because I was like, when did, he, when did he tell him to get the dog? I don't remember that part. I bet there was a scene where, I don't know for under what exact circumstances, yeah. but she just like, like he was like, so I let, you heard your daughter, you let your daughter get burned and then put her to the hospital. Like, what would make your daughter? He's like, bring my, bring Buck. Bring Buck. She'll be happy with Buck. I feel like there was a scene where he told him to get that dog. Well, there's one cut. thing that would make my little princess happy. would be seeing that big old Buck dog again. <laughs> you know, you're being really happy. You, you write me a copy of Wild Things. I'll go jack, 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 jack. <laughs> so everybody's alive. 1997 joke for 1997. Totally. 1997 people. <laughs> Pretty close. Um, everybody's alive, and so Keith David comes out and grabs this little oh, blonde snot head away from Gabby Hoffman, you know, and he's like, uh, well, hey there, little fella, uh, you know, where's your mother? What and does she look like? What does she look like? Yeah. This kid looks around, and it's all just people covered in ash, and it's just, don't we all just get it, everybody? Mm. And this kid says this. Ah, uh, uh, 
what a fucking stomach churning line. It's so unearned, it's not even funny. But then the the I guess the reins of racial hatred come fairly quickly. <laughs> and immediately there's that moment that and then it's like God's like, Oh no, no, you're all different. I was just I just fucking with you. Well that's the, that should be the last line of your movie, and then you pan out and you're like, though racial har- racial harmony. But by putting anything after that, yeah, it's you're a just, bunch of you're it's burying just a bunch the of gray people helping other gray people out move gray things out from other larger gray things. Yep. You pull it out, cue Newman, go home. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it rains and there's more dialogue and story and you're like well that was just a dumb little side moment and what's what's ridiculous is just as ridiculous as bringing the dog <laughs> so you know the the thing we mentioned before like the chief calls for tommy lee jones <laughs> and he gives the phone back to don Cheadle. He's like i'm on vacation and he gives the phone back so don Cheadle's going off to do whatever and they mudslides in malibu I, I believe. yes there, there are mudslides in malibu very very correct and so Tommy Lee Jones and Gabby Hoffman are going to walk off into the, the fucking soot-covered sunset. <laughs> and he says to her, because you know, she's bitching earlier in the movie about how, you know, th- th- she wants to go to the Beverly Center. And he's like, I thought we were going to Disney World. You said Disney World. Aren't you still eight years old? That's weird. <laughs> and so he's like, well, how's your vacation so far? You always said you want to go to the Beverly Center. What would you think of it? I'm like, do you? The fucking carnage. The John Carroll Lynch melted in lava. Remember you, all of that shit that happened? You should be starting a fucking fund. Could you imagine yeah. if they made a bronze statue of him <laughs> holding the guy out of the lava? The John Carroll Lynch Memorial Lava Statue? Oh, my God. If I ever hit the lottery, as I, God is my witness, the first thing I would do is make a fucking statue of him holding that guy out of lava. If Rocky could be in Philadelphia and he didn't exist, John Carolyn should be in Los Angeles. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the, the thing is, the, the bullshit thing of it is, is like, Don Cheadle is like, yeah, you know, the chief says, you know, th- there's riots over here, there's a mudslide here, people don't have power. It's like, it's the world, it's the biggest natural disaster anyone's ever seen. It's a, a volcano in the middle of Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, try having yeah. a teenage daughter. <laughs> That's kind of what it is. He's and, like, uh, I have to deal with my own natural disaster. Yeah, now. my own You're fucking erupting volcano. My respectful daughter. Your vacation <laughs> has been canceled. I'm sorry, <laughs> but we need you to come in today as the world. Like you, as as somebody that led people, th- the disaster's not over. Like, just it's like literally 9/11 happens. The buildings fall, and Rudy Giuliani is like, well. That's it. Done. P-T-O. Because it's just... (laughs) Because that's not the disaster. The disaster is getting through everything else that happened. You have to help out with the cleanup. I'm sorry that you had plans. You don't don't have... You know what? The paperwork, don't worry about canceling. And we'll take care of the paperwork for you. But those days will not be honored. (laughs) We'll give you more... We're going to... We'll figure it out when the city is back together in a year yeah but you're gonna put some time in i'm sorry that your daughter wants to go to whatever to the fucking mall and and, and they treat it like tom lee jones like "Ah, i'm passing passing it on to you like no 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 you take this the west side i'll take the east side and maybe we'll make it through this fucking thing there's a major metropolitan area that's literally covered in ashes like sorry you're not you're not taking time off Canceled. Send your dumb kid home. We'll try again next summer. Yeah, and you, you lost custody of her months ago, by the way. Oh, yeah, that also. Uh, if you let your daughter be burned by lava, <laughs> yeah, you're losing custody of your child. Well, you said you wanted to go to the Beverly Center. How'd you like it? 
Uh, but the other thing, though, that what happens is, so Gabby Hoffman, you know, and him are walking away, and he's like, uh, so uh, you, you always said you wanted to go to the Beverly Center. What would you think of it? And she fucking goes, it was cool. It was pretty and he, cool. And, and he's like, oh, it was cool, huh? Like, what? Did you just instantly block out everything that's happened to you for the last, like, 18 hours? Well, they're giving him the John McClane, the... Ooh, it's over. Like, yeah, no, it, it, the, the terrorists didn't fall from the building. Yeah. The buildings fell from the sky. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta fucking make that distinction. It's a big deal. You have to make that distinction, but there's no time. Yeah. Because Randy Newman starts tickling those ivories, and it doesn't even matter. You have, you have Mount Wilshire. It cuts to a six months later, and it's back to where we were before. It's the fucking opening of L.A. story. Yeah. You know, like, there's so many stories going on here. The, the fucking the, the fruit grocer here, and uh, the, the police constable helping the man who's fallen on hard times, and the businessman walking to work. And, oh, say, there is a celebrity going to Mount Hollywood and all this shit. And then it's just, it's kind of a you're not going to believe this thing also. Yeah, it is it's a bit of a... Mount Wilshire status A-C-T-I-V-E. I love L.A. <laughs> like, it just, it's active, everybody, so it could go off again. Maybe someday, if this movie makes enough money, we're going to, what, have the volcano blow up a second time? I can't imagine a more boring sequel idea. Like, why would you want to sit through that again? Like, what what else can you do? You can't even move the fucking volcano. It has to be in the same spot. So if they have to do, if they do make a sequel and they make it in the same kind of vein, what are the, what, like, if we have to have a whole new set of stories as the next one opens, like, it's a whole, it's a, like, a, like a like a Clinton like a bunch of Clinton era people or yeah. like a bunch of people with HIV trying to get health care and being fucking <laughs> laughed out of the insurance agency. I don't imagine what this movie would be if it just took place four years later. <laughs> well, I'll yeah. tell you, I'll tell you what the thread would be. Much like the gentleman in the both of the speed movies with dreadlocks. Yeah. In the first one, it's his car, and it's the second one, it's his boat or whatever. The sequel to Volcano would have John Corbett having another expensive piece of his property <laughs> destroyed in some fashion. He's like, oh, that, that volcano's uh, done for. I got this new... Real estate. This, yeah, real estate this... wasn't for me. Yeah. I, I've always loved the sea or something. <laughs> Look at this new car dealership. Yeah, like, yeah. It's a polishing car Mercedes. Look at this new shark farm I started. <laughs> I wish. How are you going to get him in trouble? Shark versus Volcano. That's a movie I would totally watch, which is actually kind of similar to that Sharknado movie I saw. is going to be on Sci-Fi Channel. Ooh. Figure out what that's about. Done. <laughs> so that's Volcano. Would anybody recommend it? I would. It's pretty quick. It's pretty brisk. It's really cheesy and ham-fisted and all those things. It's the John. Honestly, it's the John Carroll Lynch thing. It's. It makes it from a D minus to a B plus. It's just so that that scene is so perfect. good. It's worth it. JJ. It's. It is. It's a. It's a Sunday Gatorade movie. Uh, yep. <laughs> Absolutely. If you need to feel like a human again by nine a.m. Monday morning, Gatorade and a volcano is going to do it. There, I think. Through all the movies of that era, I, there's there are others that I look I, I'm more fond of for just rewatchability and just stupid, stupid movies at that time. Yeah, but this movie is definitely in the just it's okay. 
Yeah, you can no. kind of, you can watch Volcano if you wanted to. Totally recommending this movie. I saw it, like I said, for my birthday, uh, which is kind of embarrassing. But I was a big disaster movie kid growing up. I saw all of them in the theaters, and uh, I would recommend it. it. It's a Sunday Gatorade movie. It absolutely is. You're sitting on the couch, and the fucking beautiful thing about it: a hundred minutes, and you're out. Mm-hmm. You're not just waiting and waiting through more and more volcano nonsense. And the volcano shows up about. I mean, like. There's inklings of it in the first five minutes. A little more inklings. He's he's erupting by minute thirty, and then we're dealing with it for the rest of the movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, now here's the question, though, because I, I don't think we're gonna you know we're not gonna revisit another volcano related movie. Is this movie better than Dante's Peak, or is it the other way around? I think it probably is better than Dante's Peak. I don't. I'm also Dante's Peak once, and I never had the desire to revisit it. And I don't. I mean, aside from that old lady jumping into the boat of uh, the river just of boiling away in sulfuric acid and pushing that boat to safety, it's it doesn't have the John Carroll Lynch factor. I don't remember. I don't remember much of that movie. It doesn't have the John Carroll Lynch factor, but I'll tell you what it does have. I don't think it it has one over on Volcano. I do think Volcano is the more entertaining movie. Because uh, a lot of it's just like Pierce Brosnan driving a jeep through the woods at night. Yeah, but. Like when we're getting early signs that there's a volcano here on Dante's Peak, there's a great scene where it's like young lovers taking a skinny dip in a I hot spring, that. and they're fucking flash foiled. It's almost a John Carroll Lynch moment, but not exactly. I agree, but on boilability, volcano wins. I know where you're coming from. <laughs> I've heard of. I know the scene very well, but. I, 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 I like them steamed and not boiled in this movie. <laughs> this movie just takes it out in, the, in, that, in that arena. And there's also Pierce Brosnan, as far as I remember, I haven't seen it in a while, does not use a jackhammer for any uh, superfluous reason whatsoever. Jerk, 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 He's got saw, 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 Oh, God. And that's Volcano from 1997, directed by Mick Jackson. Uh, all right. So, Justin, you are here promoting... Recap This. You want to tell our, our folks what Recap This is all about? Yeah, it's one of those great sites that the name of the site is also the site. So if you want to go to <laughs> RecapThis.com or at Recap This on Twitter or mm-hmm. Recap This on Facebook, uh, it's just a site that a friend of mine has been running for a long time where she recaps television in a madcap way, which I know that sounds kind of foolish, but it's pretty scattershot. It's pretty much what she's watching constantly and writes just some of the best uh, entertaining reviews out there. And um, I started to write for it. I'm doing the last uh, six episodes of Intervention because the show is off, uh, going off the air pretty soon, which is great to be like, oh, what am I going to do without Intervention? It's kind of a, <laughs> it's kind of a duality there. It's pretty fantastic. Um, and then I'm, not, I'm not sure what I'm going to write about for that. If you want to, any suggestions are welcome. But uh, yes, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it. It's been a lot of fun. Let's recap this. And there you, you go. Recap anywhere, this. And anywhere you can search things on the entire internet, <laughs> you will find exactly what you want. Can I get it on a smartphone? Shut up, Tom Lee Jones. You can actually bing it. <laughs> you can't. Can I bing your website? <laughs> bang, 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 bang. If you want to get a hold of us or find out more information about this fine program, check out the website, whmpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We are at whmpodcast. Write into the mailbag, weallhatemovies at gmail.com. And tell me I don't know anything about volcanoes. That's fine. I'd love to learn. Weallhatemovies at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes. If you get us there, rate and review. We'd appreciate it. It would help increase the profile of the show in the iTunes store. We're also streaming on Stitcher. Download the Stitcher radio app. You can get the first five uh, or the most recent five. 
25, I should say, episodes of the program streaming on the go. Uh, don't forget to pick up the app. Bonus content is uh, being released quite frequently. Uh, additional shows, side order, sleaze, WHM on screen, uh, live episodes, random crap that we come up with that we want to talk about uh it's definitely worth your time uh it's either through the podcast box app if you use an iphone or an ipad uh or you can buy it on amazon for all your android devices uh check us out at the pit july 27th 8 p.m we're talking about cliffhanger sylvester stallone john larroquette <laughs> john lithgow oh john lithgow maybe john larroquette will come i'll get at him on twitter <laughs> yeah see he, what he has to say about it he I, might be in the area i follow him on twitter he's a great follow because he just like lives in new orleans and he'll tweet like i'm listening to this jazz record with the window open and i'm just drinking and it's great i, I have a gator better... this morning <laughs> <laughs> didn't even see me coming follow earthquake on twitter at john j larroquette <laughs> At Earthquake for all your gator recipes. <laughs> At R.I.P. Earthquake. Because <laughs> you may be dead. I don't I know. know. We didn't look him up in the course of this podcast. He's a professional wrestler that you haven't heard about in more than 10 years, so odds are. <laughs> Sorry, Earthquake statistics are not in your favor. Until next week, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. And just in case. Take it easy.